this, kids, is going to be another way of telling the story of Ruth. And um, uh, the way we've done this is um, it's almost like um, uh, there's a chat show going on, okay? So this is after the fact, and there's a chat show. I'm, I'm your host, um, and uh, can we welcome Boaz onto the stage? And this is, this is Ruth. Ruth, this is Ruth. And, uh, and this is Naomi. Um, can we have a bit more enthusiasm? Round of applause for these guys. Thank you very much. Now, um, thank you. That's good. That's good. Um, thank you so much for being with us this morning. I know you've traveled a long way. And um, it's really great. We're really grateful. And you brought some of your barley with you. Good harvest. Um, it's been a good harvest. Good harvest. That's really good. Um, in a moment, we're going to go through a little bit of the story of, of these guys' lives. Uh, I'd love you to follow along. And um, uh, one way I'd like you to, to follow on and engage is, if you're an adult here, uh, just listen out for any, um, any familiar song lyrics or titles that, that might, might appear as we go through. This is a way of just, I'll just be interested to see how many of them you clock by the end of the story. Um, kids, you might get one or two as well. Um, but for all of us as well, for the youngest to the oldest, this is another way to um, engage. If you hear us at any point say the word barley, barley, I want you to say this, mmm, barley and honey biscuits. Okay? So if I say barley, you say, mmm, barley and honey biscuits. And feel free to interrupt us at any time if I say the word barley. One more time, barley. Brilliant, you've got it. So um, we'll dive in. I, Naomi, I'm going to come to you first. Um, take us back to the beginning. It was sort of once upon a time, dusty road back to Bethlehem. Well, that's right. Um, but to be honest, it, it didn't really feel like the beginning. It, it, felt like, it felt like the end. I was just devastated. I, I, was, I was distraught. I was bitter and broken. Um, and it had all been so different um, when I left for Moab all that time ago. Um, but then it had started to go wrong. My, my husband had died about 10 years earlier, and then both my sons had died too. Uh, I, I, was, I was distraught. Um, they didn't even have a chance to have children with their wives, Orpah and Ruth. Um, so we had, we had nothing. And, and quite frankly, I, I couldn't believe Orpah and Ruth were on the road with me back to Bethlehem. Well, at first, I was petrified. I was afraid. <laughs> it was an awful time for us all, and it felt like there wasn't any hope for the future either. To be honest, I still don't know why you didn't turn back with Orpah. Yes, Ruth, why, why did you stay with Naomi? I mean, it's admirable, but it does sound pretty nuts. Um, you didn't have to. You didn't have any links with Bethlehem. Your home was back in Moab. That's where your family were. I mean, I'm sure Naomi obviously is lovely, um, but, but what were you thinking? It was the quality of her cooking, her barley. Mm. Yes, that's right. Barley and honey biscuits. <laughs> and her turkey with all the trimmings. Uh, what? Turkey? What's a turkey? Uh, never mind. No, seriously. Now I look back and know it was God's leading. He knew the plans he had for us. Good plans. Amazing plans. They didn't know what they were. I just knew that, they, that I had to stay with you. 
I'll never forget what you said when I tried to send you back. Do you remember? Not exactly, to be honest. Something like, you'll never walk alone? You're, you're, you'll never walk alone? Really? Uh. That wasn't quite it. You said, where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, and your God will be my God. It gets me all emotional just thinking about it. I knew I wasn't going to get rid of you then. Never. From somewhere, God gave me enough hope in my heart to walk on. <laughs> it was still a long walk and a painful walk, not knowing what the future would hold. Uh, but eventually, we got back to Bethlehem. Even that was difficult, to be honest, arriving home feeling so bitter and empty, having left all those years before, feeling peace and full of joy. I even asked people to call me Mara, which means bitter, instead of Naomi, which means pleasant. So you arrived back in Bethlehem, obviously still in a very difficult place, but you had Ruth with you. And What happened next in the story? Well, I couldn't sit around doing nothing, and frankly, being the start of the barley... Harvest. I thought I'd see if I could find some scraps. Naomi could make some of her famous biscuits. It was a special day. I was still physically and emotionally exhausted from the journey home. But that was the day I got a fresh hope in the promises of, and plans of God. What, what do you mean, fresh hope? What happened that day? Just because of a barley harvest? <laughs> no, Boaz happened. Well, well... Well, not quite, but, but hi, everyone. I, I'm Boaz. Uh, it, it was a special day. Of all the fields I could have ended up in. I know. What are the chances? And you wouldn't have known, but I was meant to be, not meant to be in the fields that day. Uh, I'd been up in Jerusalem listening in the synagogue to a rabbi who was teaching us about our ancestor Judah, who offered himself as a substitute for Benjamin, who was born in these parts, you know, and how Joseph, Joseph then revealed himself. An amazing story. I'd love to play my part in a famous God story like that one day. Anyway, I digress. This young Moabite woman turned up on my field. You were so kind to me. Well, I'd heard about you. It was a beautiful thing you'd done for Naomi, sticking with her like that. It showed beautiful character, beautiful inside and out. I remember saying to you on that day, may you be richly rewarded for God for all that you've done for Naomi but also for taking refuge under the wings of God. Anyone who takes refuge under the wings of God of Israel will be blessed. Well, I was a foreigner. You didn't know me. I came to that field that day looking for scraps and leftovers, and you made sure I went home with a full belly and an even fuller shawl of barley. <laughs> to be honest, my shawl was so heavy, I barely managed to carry it home. And that shawl wasn't just full of barley. It was... <laughs> it was full of hope. I see what you did there. You were tireless after that. You went into full matchmaker mode. Well, it worked out well, didn't it? <laughs> Certainly did. <laughs> Every day you were on about Boaz. It sounds like the stars were aligned. Well, Naomi didn't behave like that. She still wanted to make sure... To be fair, I was full of admiration for Boaz, a man of character, humility, honour. But I daren't hope he'd think anything of me, a foreign widow, dead poor, nothing really going for me, was there? 
God was at work, but I still think, even if you sense God might be at work, you don't just wait for everything to fall in your lap. You go after it. You pursue it. Well, that's certainly what you told me that night. Ah, uh, that night. We'd been winnowing the barley. It was a good... <laughs> it was a good harvest, which was relief after many years of famine. And I think the famine that forced Naomi and Elemenek to leave Bethlehem in the first place. Anyway, we'd been celebrating, and I remember, I've got a feeling that tonight's going to be a good night. A good night. <laughs> this feels like a key moment in the story. Naomi got me all dressed up, handbags and glad rags and all the rest. <laughs> I just thought that God's plans needed taking hold of. I told Ruth to be discreet, to wait till Boaz had finished partying and gone to bed, and then sneak up and lie, down at his, herself, lie herself down at his feet. I was so nervous. I was just trusting in Naomi and trusting in God, I guess, putting myself out there. To be honest, I was literally throwing myself at your feet, at your mercy, depending on your grace and goodness. <laughs> I remember it well. I nearly jumped out of my skin. I woke up and felt someone at my feet. I had no idea it was you. It was pitch black, of course. Yeah, you didn't know how it was going to play out, but I just went for it, basically threw myself on your mercy, asking you to be our guardian redeemer and marry me. So you, Ruth, you actually effectively proposed to Boaz then? I guess I did. And I said yes. To be honest, everyone knew you were a catch. A noble woman, kind, hardworking, loyal... I was surprised you hadn't been snapped up by one of the younger men. I remember skipping home the following morning, even though I was carrying all that barley. <laughs> I remember saying, don't go back to, to Naomi empty-handed. I was so grateful to God, so happy. I remember singing out, Lord, I've been broken. Although I'm not worthy, you fixed me. Now I'm blinded by your grace. You came and saved me. <laughs> You certainly didn't come home empty-handed. Bali. <laughs> and a Boaz. Bali and a Boaz. It's an... Oh, well done. Oh, sorry, come on, wake up. It's amazing. Um, it's an amazing story. But it wasn't quite, as I understand it, a done deal yet, was it? Boaz, you weren't actually first in line to be guardian redeemer, were you? No, it almost went the other way. Did it? Yeah, don't you remember? First in line was Bob, your uncle. Uh, what happened? <laughs> well, I wanted to make sure it was all above board, so I offered Bob, your uncle, the first chance, and to my horror, at first, he said he would do it. What stopped him? Oh, it was easy. I just told him he had to take on you and all the barley that you eat. <laughs> <laughs> and? Well, he ran away from the deal faster than Usain Bolt. Oi, how rude. Who's Usain Bolt? Uh, that's not the point. Usain Bolt, Lightning Bolt, whatever. How rude. Still, I guess I'm glad. It certainly worked out well, almost as if God was in control. Of course he was. And soon after, you got married. And nine months later, along came Obed. He shoots, he scores. <laughs> Mom, you can't say that. God is so good. All you need is love. <laughs> His love and a little barley. 
From despair to hope, from bitterness to joy, from rags to riches, from heartbreak to a heart full of love. And mark my words, there's something about that boy, Obed. I think good things are going to come from him. Well, that is an amazing story. It really is. Someone should write it up so others can hear all about it. Um, as we finish, um, I've noticed that um, you've all got some barley. You brought some barley with you. And you've all got some. You've all got some with you. So wh why is it that you carry this barley with you? Well, it all reminds us of different things in the story and reminds us to praise God. Like what? What, what do you mean? Well, for me, it reminds me of that night on the threshing floor. It reminds me of God's grace. I had nothing to offer. I was broken and poor. But God, through Boaz, picked me off of the floor and gave me grace beyond anything I deserved and could have imagined. Wow, that's beautiful. What about you, Boaz? What does it mean for you? Yeah, well, for me, actually, it reminds me to be generous with all that God has given me. All I did when I met Ruth on that first day, was give her a little grain, a small, everyday act of kindness. But I guess God blessed that. So it reminds me to be generous with all that God has given me, especially to those that need love and encouragement. I see. And for me, it reminds me of God's amazing provision, not just of Bali, but of Boaz. <laughs> And the amazing way that God turned our brokenness into something beautiful. It helps me to trust, no matter what, that God is good. And he is working his purposes out, even when all seems lost. Thank you all so much. And for you watching at home, God bless you and good night. <laughs> well, good morning, everybody. My name's Nathan, I'm sometimes known as Boaz. Um, I am... Um, I've been at the Lantern for the last sort of three and a half years um, with my family, some of whom you've met this morning. Um, and, and please don't be put off by my black eye. Um, you might not see it at the back. It's not eye makeup. It's a genuine black eye. Ask my children about how that happened. Um, no, 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 no. So um, this morning we've met the three main characters from today's passage, Naomi, um, Ruth, uh, and Boaz. And they've got quite a story to tell, haven't they? Um, this story comes from the book of Ruth that Mike was telling us just comes in that period of Judges uh, and we learnt a bit more uh, about those uh, in the summer. Um, and um, we're told that this Israelite family, um, Naomi, her husband and two sons, um, had to leave um, Bethlehem to go and find food and they went to Moab. And Naomi, while she's there, we heard that her husband dies, uh, her sons marry, and her sons then die as well. Uh, and these three characters have got a lot to teach us. We've got so much to learn uh, from them in a short few minutes here. So let's start with Naomi. Now, I've got a little visual aid to remember Naomi. Um, we've got a uh, lemon, uh, which um, she was initially, her name... Um, was Naomi, which meant pleasant, and then she changed her name, and it meant bitter. So we've got a bitter lemon, but because she returned to pleasant, we've got a lemon drizzle cake. You make a lemon into a... And I, so that's, that's, that's Naomi. So she's, a, she's our first character, and uh, we, we heard her journey was initially a one of um, tragedy and hopelessness and brokenness and, and feeling of being deserted um, by God. Um, and how many of us 
have perhaps felt like that sometimes? How many of us uh, have gone through or are going through a feeling of when we've been deserted um, by God? Naomi's circumstance leads her to think that she's being punished. But actually, we come to see that the whole story is about God's mission to restore her and restore her family. It's encouraging to me as we read this to see how God's weaving everything together in his beautiful plan, bringing out new life from tragedy and death. God is good and working his purposes out even uh, when it seems lost. As we were singing one of the songs uh, this morning, I wondered whether Naomi would be, sing- would be singing that song, even though I can't see it, you're still working, even though I can't feel it, you're still working. I wonder if that was her song. I was also preparing for this and thinking and, and struck by Naomi's decisive um, action in the face of her awful circumstances. Each chapter begins uh, with her making plans about what to do next. Uh, she doesn't just hopelessly accept her lot, um, and she, she, she makes plans to move back to her home country. She had no idea what for or what she would find, but she acts on her best judgment that she would be better off in her home country. Again, when she arrives back with Ruth in Israel with no food and no home, um, she takes practical steps to make sure that Ruth and her um, are, are well fed. And they do what they can according to the law and customs of the day when it happens to be the time of barley. Oh, no, you, don't, you can stop now. You can stop now. It's a harvest. And she makes plans to collect fee, um, barley from um, Boaz's field, the custom called gleaning. And as she does this, she and Ruth play their part. Made me think of the times when perhaps we wait for God to act without us doing anything. Naomi didn't just wait for everything to just fall on her lap. She went after it. She pursued it. It required action on her and on Ruth's part. As we head into the new year, perhaps we're longing for a breakthrough in a particular situation or for God to act. Naomi's actions are an encouragement to make sure that we are doing everything we can take hold of God's promises in our lives. Some of you will have heard John's testimony last week. Um, Do listen back to it uh, if not. It's another encouraging story of how God um, gave him a new hope and a purpose, but not without him acting and doing his part. Such an answer to prayer. Now, how about Ruth? Um, Ruth did all the gleaning from the field. She collected the barley. Oh, just please don't eat the barley like this. It's probably not good for you to have it in beer, without it being beer or food. Um, but um, here's, here's Ruth. She's, she's, our, she's our barley. Um, she was a devoted, loyal daughter-in-law from foreign lands and totally brave and loyal, wasn't she? And you can't help but be amazed and challenged by what Ruth does for Naomi. As we know, Ruth was from Moab, and Moab was a place most Israelites didn't like very much. So it was a big sacrifice for her to leave her country and come along with Naomi. And she was very apprehensive about how she would be received. Not only was she a childless widow, but she was from an enemy nation. On the surface, she appears to be in a hopeless situation with very little going for her. But whilst she seems to be at rock bottom, we see how God is moving, how God is weaving in the background in the midst of their situation, directing their plans and bringing her together with Boaz. Not only was Ruth totally loyal to Naomi, 
she also had dedicated herself to God, the God of Israel. We read that your people will be my people and your God will be my God. And with that encouragement, Naomi, as she bravely steps out, we hear that Boaz recognizes her faith and says, may the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. This broken foreign widow takes refuge under the wings of the Almighty. How many of us need to know that refuge under the wings of the Almighty? That invitation is for us all. Ruth was a foreign Gentile lady, and she found refuge. She found hope. She found grace. She found favor. She found restoration. She found love, all under the wings of the Almighty. And finally, we come to Boaz, and we'll have my uh, wet welly boots. That's Boaz and his farmers. And we read in chapter 2 that Boaz was a man of good standing. He was uh, a wealthy, highly respected, prominent local community man. But he notices Ruth at the edge of his field. This young woman collecting grain um, from the edge of his field. And after inquiring about her, he talks to this foreign woman. And with immense generosity and kindness, he gives her permission to glean, promising protection and providing water. We start to get a glimpse of the type of character that Boaz was. This simple kindness he showed, the actions he took. He was generous, giving more than that was required of him. His small actions leading to more that sacrifices and bigger actions and ultimately marriage. Unlike the closer guardian redeemer, Bob, the uncle, he had no concerns about protecting his own estate. One of the challenges for us here is to ask ourselves, are we known as people of good character? Do we make decisions that are decisions of integrity? Do we have good habits that form good characters? Are we generous to outsiders? Do we take care of the vulnerable? Luke 16.10 reads, Whoever is faithful in the small matters will be faithful in the large ones. Whoever is dishonest in small matters will be dishonest in the large ones. God uses the small things to test our integrity. American pastor uh, Rick Warren says this, Your public blessing as a person comes from your private integrity that nobody will ever see. God uses the small things to test our integrity. Your public blessing as a person comes from your private integrity that nobody will ever see. God tested Boaz and tested his integrity and character And he came up good because he practiced private integrity. It's another big challenge for us in the year ahead. There will be small things that God puts in front of us. People that will cross our path. Conversations that we will have. Lifestyle decisions that we have to make every day. And each one we have a choice how we respond. Will we listen and be faithful to God? We can expect him to do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine when we do. So we have Naomi, uh, and that reassures us that God is working his purposes out, even when seems all is lost, and who challenges us to act, to play our part. Boaz, who encourages us to honor God in all our decisions, and Ruth, who shows us that hope can be found under the wings of God. But this small little book 
also points to much, a much greater saviour. Boaz became Ruth's guardian redeemer, the ancient practice of a close family member um, helping a, another family member in difficulty and restoring their family line. But we read in the closing verses of the book of Ruth that Ruth and Boaz had a baby, an heir for Naomi. Then Naomi took the child in her arms and cared for him. The women living there said, Naomi has a son, and they named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David. Obed was David's grandfather, King David, who, if we follow the family tree down the generations, we see we end with Jesus. This story of hopelessness, the story of Boaz saving Ruth and Naomi, that takes place in Bethlehem, where 1,300 years later we have the birth of Jesus, is so significant in pointing us to the ultimate Redeemer, the Saviour who can rescue us all. Let's pray.